Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death, the podcast all about horror and its history and all that good stuff. Each month we pick a theme and we watch scary movies that uh, literally kill me. Well, okay, not literally, but one time I did I did faint. Uh, <laughs> That's the weirdest movie. I'm the girlfriend Cindy. With me as always is Josh. Hello, I'm the presumptive murderer. Yay. Murderer. Okay, so uh, welcome to the first week of May. Yay. Uh, okay, last week we, had, we announced the movie is Possession. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think the theme for this month <laughs> is... This fucking movie. I think the theme for this month are possessed, like possession, people who are possessed. Okay. Because Event Horizon, Uh, right? He kind of became, or I mean, the alien ship like overcame him. He became that. Mm. That's Mm. a really good guess. Okay. But I'm not correct? Maybe not right. We'll see. Maybe not right. (laughs) What's that mean? Okay. Yeah. Possession. So um, this movie was actually released in America. October 28th of 1983, but all of, we're going to be talking about year-wise, uh, this movie was actually released in France on May 25th of 1981. Okay. Uh, like I said, the movie's Possession. It is... Is it a French movie? Uh, it's a, we'll get, we'll get to that. It's, it's a oh, bit of a, okay. it's a bit of a crazy situation. Okay. Um, yeah, this movie is two hours and four minutes long. Good lord! It is okay, and it's fucking bananas. So okay, I'm writing this down so I don't forget that it's two hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineteen, so nineteen eighty one. Is that the year that we're going with? I would. Have... It is nineteen eighty one. Okay, I am one year old, and I'm getting ready to turn two in December. I am. Zero years old. I had not yet been born. Hanging out in Dad's left nuts. Uh, yeah. So the world of 1981 was steeped in the Salvadorian Civil War. Yeah. Which never mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Iran released 52 hostages after 444 days. Wow. The same day that Ronald Reagan is sworn in. Some would say he almost had a hand in it. Almost. Some would say that. Just saying. Reagan was shot that year. Yep. Did not die. Nope. Was the 1981 Irish hunger strike, and there is a crazy, depressing, well-acted movie about that, starring Michael Fassbender. Really? Uh, I call I forget what it was called. Hunger, hunger. It was called Hunger. Okay. Appropriately enough, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Pope John Paul II was shot. We were just shooting. Yeah. Left and right. I didn't realize that all happened in the same uh, month. Okay. Uh, We're not month, same year. Mm -hmm. The first AIDS cases were recognized. Yeah, ex- never mind. And that was, we sorted that out in no time. I yeah, sure. We what definitely we pulled people aside and dealt with that Testing issue and education and, and nipped it in the bud. We really led the world in we taking sure care did. of people. Just especially kidding. Especially the most vulnerable. Just um, kidding. Yeah. No, we didn't. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark was released that year. Fun. Donkey Kong was released that year. Funner. MTV launched. Funnest. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I would say of all those Raiders, maybe. Raiders? Okay. <laughs> 19... All right. Yeah. Uh, Poland declared martial law to prevent the Communist Party from falling to Solidarity, a workers' union that was fucking gigantic. So they... Poland... God bless you, Poland. Had a workers' union that was so large 
that it almost toppled the government. Yeah, that sounds fun. Can we go back to those days, please? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't know. I need to brush up on my Polish history, it oh, yeah. sounds like. Well, you're about to get some. Uh, crack, <laughs> <laughs> crack cocaine first appeared in 1981. So there you go. Interesting. People that were born that year. Elijah Wood. Okay. Rami Malek. Chris Evans. Beyonce. Beyonce. People that died that year. Bob Marley. Melvin Douglas. William Holden. And Natalie Wood. Oh, the new words of that year were, were Weekend Warrior and Photo Op. I didn't realize click, that click. those moved... Okay. I didn't realize that those yeah. were words that just kind of weren't around. Yep. Interesting. So there you go. There I go. <laughs> Who's in this movie, boo? Yeah. Well, the writer-director is Andrei Zulovsky. Zulovsky. Uh, who <laughs> did a lot of other films... Mostly Polish and French. But this is, his, I believe, his only English language film. Okay. Yes, this movie's English language. In case any of you were worried, that's not going to be a problem in seeing this movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, okay. I'm confused about how it had a French opening, but it's not a French movie. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh-oh. So, Frederick Tutin also helped write the Wait, dialogue for this film. Yeah. T-U-T-E-N. This movie stars Isabella Ajani. Don't know it. As Anna, she was in Polanski's The Tenet. She was in The Driver. She was in Herzog's Nosferatu. And what is our connection to last week's movie? Uh, This movie also stars Sam Sam Neill. Uh oh, wait a minute. Are we only doing Sam Neill movies in the month of May? No, there's not enough Sam Neill horror movies to just do Sam Neill. Okay. He's just my delicious pivot point. (laughs) And I mean delicious. Sam Neill, if you hear this. I fucking love you, and this may be my favorite movie you've ever made. Random. Like, I like this movie, and I know there are going to be people out there like Jason Jones could be like, bullshit. I kind of like Possession more than, like, anything else he's done. This movie is fucking insane. Yeah. But Jurassic Park. I, the I was going to say, uh, Horizon. more than Jurassic Park. Okay. These are all crazy things Sam Neill has done. Yes. And yet this is the craziest uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the 80s, so things were... Okay, what am I getting myself into? Tell me more about this movie. Um, this is reportedly Samuel's favorite film he's ever done. Okay. Of his own. He's, he's is that why it's out. your favorite? Are you low-key trying to suck up? Uh, no, but yeah, this movie. Um, this movie was banned in the United Kingdom until 1999. Really? Yeah. What really? are we watching? Really. And it was released in the United States in a version that was cut from its full length time to 97 minutes because it was deemed, quote, offensive. But I don't get to see that version. I have to see the long version, huh? Yeah. You got to see it like, because the American cut is just all the good stuff's cut out. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm. This movie. This movie. Is a French West German co-production Shot in West Germany, in English, with a Polish director, a New Zealand leading man, a French female lead, and mostly German supporting actors. This fucking movie. Talk about a budget. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody spread their budget out. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, That's a lot of... Especially in 81. Well, no, I guess it would have been in maybe 79 or 80 when it was being filmed. That's a lot of legwork for a movie. That yeah. wasn't a massive blockbuster and put up by a major 
motion picture industry. I feel like we're going to have to put some space between watching it and then when we actually talk about the second half to really break apart the symbolism because there's so much like thought that's been put into what the fuck is this movie actually about? Okay. Like what was the director trying to say? What is happening? Cindy, what have you gotten yourself into? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Note before I show you the poster, I said this movie is going to be challenging to see. This movie is going to be challenging to see. This movie, to the best of my knowledge, is not streaming anywhere. And by not streaming, I mean, I don't think you can even rent it. (laughs) Why do we pick this then? Our viewers Um, can't view it. So here's the thing. There are Blu-rays. There was an American Blu-ray. It is like $50. (laughs) What? I own it. I will be more than happy if you know me personally and you're like, I want to see this movie. I'll fucking watch it with you. Uh, I watched this movie with Jason Jones and he was like, this movie's fucking crazy. This movie is fucking crazy. I will double check to see if it's streaming anywhere and let you know. It You might have to use like a European streaming service. Uh, I mean, I have Acorn and like BritBox, but that's I, I, this British. Is definitely that's what I mean. That's British. That's so I can't think of... Right. I'm, huh. I'm at like a, you know, Amazon. You. French you. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I will do, like, I'll look again and I'll add it to the beginning of the podcast if I can find a place where it's streaming. This is kind of selfish in the fact that I just really want to watch and talk about this movie with Cindy. So there you go. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> both is... flattered and very, very nervous. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Very, very Now you're ready to get into the poster for this movie? Uh, this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster of the film and I try to tell you what the plot will be about. Naked woman's back. Okay, so there's a naked woman's back. Is it desire or violation? Devotion or bondage? Your hidden fears will be aroused. Okay, so that's going to be like sexy time. Because that's why things get banned in America and get, like, years to put out. Not because of violence, but because of some sort of sexual violence. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this is about BDSM goes bad. This would be like um, if Fifty Shades of Grey were in the real world. I thought that was the real world. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right? No. (laughs) Those fucking movies. Kind of. There is sex stuff in this movie. That's a little concerning. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember it being like... Overt? Like rapey. That's not the thing that made this movie. There's other things in this movie where people were like, nope. Uh, Nope. Okay. So. Okay. All right. So uh, we're off to go watch a two hour movie, guys. And you're probably not. Mind the doors. I love you all so fucking much. Oh, Mark. Your wife keeps her own secrets. Make her talk to me. It'll be the way that she wants. Tell me. Well, I think what you want to do to Bob is just... Inhuman. So what you're doing must be human.
to us. It's after you! Don't stop coming! Why I have to go? I'm following you! You can hate me as much as you like, but it's you who wants to know things for me. So please make it possible. Hey guys, welcome back. We watched a thing. We watched Possession. And that's all I've got to say about that. So next week on the episode will be... hmm? I fucking love this movie. Yeah, this is going to be a tough show. This is going to be a tough show. I tried. I watched it with my eyeballs and I gave it my full attention. There was no cell phone usage. Um, And it... I just can't. I didn't understand any of what was happening. Why did that guy do dance karate while meeting his lover's husband? I don't know. It was so weird. Yeah, I think (laughs) think there's there's a thing in this movie that some of it I just chalk up to the time. Like the tantric shit and then the, you know, all the Heinrich stuff I just chalk up to his personality being the time okay and i just go with like what i'm watching and i just put myself into it and i i really like this movie guys i tried and it just it's it didn't happen i tried and to the point of i didn't know that i did not like this movie until after it was over because i put so much faith and trust in you that i was like okay there's gonna be like in the like the fifth act something that will tie all this nonsense together and I'll be like okay that explains the miscarried alien in a hallway okay that explains that (laughs) that explains the grandmother knowing about her son's affair yep got that his soul not being in his body got that yeah this movie is a thing where I think the first time I watched it I basically watched it because there's a podcaster named Elric Kane who swears that this is like one of his favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. And I had the chance to watch it and I watched it and it made me angry. I remember watching it and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yep. Like, I don't understand it. So you've been in my shoes. And, and like, I remember 
watching it and it just kind of lingered in the back of my brain. Okay. And I just would think about it. And then I ended up watching it again. I was like, did I hate it? And then I watched it again and I'm like, oh. Like I understood I more of the it. story. Oh. And then it's like the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it, and the more I kind of understand what's happening. Like, I understand the story from A to B to C. After, you know, a few rewatches, I understand the progression of the movie. Negative negative Nelly over here, no. The symbolism is something that took time, and I found a couple theories. One in particular that really works for me, that helped me, like, Rosetta Stone the shit out of this crazy movie. Well, so here's the problem. Yeah. I boil down shit that I don't understand into, like, when, when, it, when it comes to a piece of art that I don't understand, I go, okay, well, how does it make me feel? Right? So, like, I didn't understand Twin Peaks at all. But it made me feel, like, I was really interested in those characters and what was happening. And I was invested in things and, like... I had feelings about Laura Palmer and I had feelings about how much I hated James and I was invested, you know, and, you know, I don't understand Picasso for a lot of reasons. And, but I'm like, oh, but I feel like I, I get that, you know, it's just a flat. Okay. All right. I, I, you know what I felt about this movie? Anger at time wasted. <laughs> I didn't understand it. I think it's interesting that you bring up David Lynch because I think David Lynch and Andrei Zulovsky are kindred spirits, perhaps opposite sides of the same magnet. Like they both, everything is symbolism, right? Right. It's just layers of meaning and shit that's hidden. And the difference is Lynch films are designed to you're like, I have no idea what's happening. Right. Why the fuck is there a Can cowboy confirm. at the top of this road that has the power to shut Hollywood down in Mulholland Drive? But it's so attractive and it sucks you in. You're right. like, fuck it. I believe it. I'm in. I can suspend that much belief. Zulovsky does the opposite where I don't want he to... does the same symbolism, but instead of attractive, it's repellent. Okay. Like, you're like, fuck this. Yes. I don't want to. And, like, you either... Fact. Can confirm. You, you either work through that and then nope. process these things and kind of understand, or you don't. I don't process things. Well, and a lot of people just don't see this. Okay. They, 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 this movie's not... It's not like this movie is, you know, Jaws or... Jurassic Star Park. Or Jurassic Park. Right. This was Possession. <laughs> okay, so let's. So you said you have theories. You found yeah. some theories. Well, because you know, for first, instance, like, first of all, I just want I want to hear you try. Nope. To recap this movie, or do you want me to recap this movie? <laughs> I uh, can do it. There's a man returns home from a business trip to find that his wife wants to leave him and has been having an affair. And then you both realize that she's cheating on both of you with an alien. And she was pregnant with its baby and miscarried and has been killing people and feeding him to it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, guys, that's I, what we just I, I would say that 
For those of you who were like, I'm just going to listen. Because I can't you. find this random ass movie Josh picked. I will come to my house and I'll watch it with you. <laughs> That's, that is also my house. Please don't do that. I will watch this with you. I will come to your house with this Blu-ray. All right. That's fair. And watch it with you. I will meet you in a cornfield and project this on a screen. Like, I feel like this movie needs to be seen by more people. Negative. Like. I, and I do not. <laughs> I don't know. Like. I get it, and I think it's more interesting, like, obviously we can't agree on everything all the time. That would make for a, a boring show, in essence, right? Fair. If we're just like, you know, oh, checked off another one, like, masterpiece, masterpiece, masterpiece. How do the experts on IMDb sum this up, by the uh, way? <laughs> do they have a more succinct way than I did? And I'll be honest, part of that review, part of that summation was me remembering you when I was angry at this movie trying to explain it to me. <laughs> a woman starts exhibiting increasingly increasingly disturbing behavior after asking her husband for a divorce. Suspicions of infidelity soon give way to something much more sinister. There are things that you notice when you watch this movie. Like, you thought Sam Neill was a businessman. He's actually a spy. Okay, that explains... Yeah, I think that checks yeah. out. And that's why there are people watching them. Okay. And the yeah. whole thing of being, about being in Berlin and spying. And, and the man with the pink socks. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. There's a whole separate story going on. And it's basically like you have to pick your lane. Mm-hmm. And I picked the exit lane. Who in this movie? The child. I felt the most sympathy for the child. Because throughout this, there is... a five-year-old right would you say five six give or take bob yeah a whose name is bob (laughs) who calls a kid bob i just enjoy the fact that they chose a name like not bobby that sounds bob weird when both new zealanders and french people say it so isabella jenny's just trying to go on bub and then (laughs) um yeah it's like bab i side with him he doesn't understand what's going on He's totally dependent on his mom, and then mom just dips, and then dad is coming and going, uncle whatever is out of your life, and he had been in it for so long. Like, that that kid is fucked. That's what, that's what I thought of. And that's kind of also what this movie's about. Like, who's the hero of this movie? Um, I think you're supposed to say Sam Neill. Is that right? I don't... Or is it Bob? He's the protagonist of the movie. Poor Bob. I don't think he's the hero. What did uh, what did online... Like, what did you find? Like, are, Do people debate this movie? And... Um, the, so, of the people that get into this movie, there are theories. And okay. there is one that really stands out to me. And I'm going to read you this theory. Please do. Because, like I said, it helped Rosetta Stone my way through the symbolism of this movie. I think it's important to note... Before we get into this, that Zulowski was a Polish director who was working in France and had his career going, and he was making like French movies that were esoteric, and the French were loving them. Mm-hmm. And then he went back to Poland to retrieve his wife and child. And upon arriving, his wife was like, "Yeah, I'm out. I'm not going with you. I want a divorce." 
And so his, like, week to two-week trip to Poland to retrieve his family turned into years of a custody battle. Uh, And he ended up staying in Poland for, like, six years or something like that. Damn. Yeah. Totally, like... Fucked him over. Stalled his career, and he wrote... And and wrote this movie. He wrote this movie out of that. Yeah. You can tell it was written by an angry man. Like, (laughs) one angry dwarf. This would be, like, thematically a good double feature with The Brood. Yeah, you mentioned that. Cronenberg's the brood. I can see that. Uh, Yeah, the the idea of the divorce. If you want to... The single dad being the hero. These are the two greatest horror movies about divorce. (laughs) (laughs) It, it, well, I mean, it's right that in divorce is a nightmare. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so here's this theory. So, all right. Okay. Quote. Yes. The movie is an allegory for divorce. Okay. Right? Uh, the monster is actually the product of Isabella Johnny's internal guilt, shame, and deep sexual desires that have physically manifested into the external reality. Yeah, because she is definitely fucking that thing. Yeah. The monster evolves into a replicate, a duplicate of her husband, who is the idealized version of her husband. Is that what that was supposed to be? Like, because she's fucking a Lovecraftian tentacle monster. Okay. And... It turns into Sam Neill. The end of this movie has two Sam Neills. Right? I didn't get... I thought it was just like a slime monster. One with blue eyes. The OG Sam Neill, the original Sam Neill, has blue eyes. This one has brown. Okay. Right? That's the only difference. Okay. They are duplicates. So it's the manifestation of her guilt and sexual desire. And the idealized version of Mark, her husband. Father of Bob. Yep. Isabella Johnny's own doppelganger appears in the form of her lookalike, the school teacher, Helen, who's yeah. the idealized version of her in Sam Neill's eyes. For, yeah, for him. So, which was another weird for thing. For a Johnny, her ideal husband is a fuck machine. And his ideal is a virginal, perfect mo- mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the end, when the monster goes back to the house... Right after Isabella, Johnny, and Samuel are killed, the boy begs Helen not to open the door and then promptly drowns himself in the bathroom. Yeah. And the bathtub because the idealized husband, the doppelganger, mm-hmm. and wife are uniting, but the boy senses that it is a doomed marriage and he already knows the troubles his, of his family life that are coming. That is the symbolic meaning behind the whole world ending at the film's end. They're a dysfunctional family unit destined to end destructively. Nothing in this film is literal. It is an allegory. This film is based in part on Zulowski's own ruined marriage, and the film at some level explores the devastating effects of divorce and the stress upon the children involved, and it really isn't as much of a horror film in a classic sense as it is a psychological drama. So I think you factor that in. If I had known that maybe going in. I think you, you look at what's happening there with that, and then also... The looming specter of communism. <laughs> in yeah, okay. Because this movie was filmed in West Berlin, which right. is in was in the Soviet controlled part yep. of Germany. Right? Andrzej Zulowski had left communist Poland, mm-hmm. gone to and France. And was in Ed was living like returned. his best life, had to go back. Right. And then him and his wife had this huge disconnect because she'd been living under a communist regime and he'd been living under, like, free-loving... America. 60s France. Yeah. And then that essentially, like, 
ended things. And played a part in ending their relationship. So all of this goes into this movie that I watched with my eyeballs. Okay. That being said, (laughs) um, are there other theories? I mean, the the only the only one that I've read that I really give a lot of credence to is the idea of, you know, capitalism versus communism, and the idea that it is the end of the world at the end, right? Depending on who you talk to. Like, it's either the capitalist American duplicate doppelganger mark who okay. ends the world to win over Isabella Johnny. Like, I've heard that theory. All right. Or is it about divorce? Hmm. I think it's about kind of all of the above. It is something. Has this director, like, ever said this is what this... Or is he, like, David Lynch in that he doesn't he doesn't talk about it? What you get from it is what you get. None of them ever talked about this movie. Okay. and We and, don't speak of and it. And they did it out of respect for Isabella Johnny because she asked them. She's like, I don't ever want to talk about this movie. Oh. Why? Yep. Um, so she reported... Uh, she reportedly said, Possession is the only type of film you can do when you're young. That Zulowski is a director that makes you sink into the world of darkness and demons. And it's okay when you're young because you're excited to go there. His movies are very special. They totally focus on women as if they were lilies. It was quite an amazing film to do, but I got bruised inside and out and I was excited to do it. It was no, no bones were broken, but it was like, how or why did I do this? Wow. I don't think any other actors ever did two films with him. Wow. I yeah. mean, that's not scathing. And again, it's art, and it's supposed to make you feel a certain way, so I get it. She also said that it took her years, several, quote, several years to get over playing this part in this movie. Mm. Like, the weight of everything just It was erratic and crazy. Years of her life away from her, she said. Wow. Wow. But she has no, she harbors no bad feelings, or yes, she does. Well... I think, if I remember correctly, the whole running thing was, so between Sam Neill, uh, Zulowski, and Isabella Johnny, they were all three alive a few years ago, right? And Sam Neill always said, I told one of them that I would not talk about this movie while they were still living. And then Zulowski died, and he still won't talk about it. Oh. So clearly it's it's Isabella Johnny that he told. Oh, that makes, okay. Do interviews or really kind of get into the nitty gritty about this movie because he didn't want to open that up and have her. Forced to talk about it again. That makes sense. That does. <laughs> I like that process of elimination. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the kid that played Bob is Bob. all grown up. Um this movie also had lingering uh, effects on him. Doesn't like water, does he? He recreates that scene every year on, I believe, his birthday. He apparently runs through his house screaming, don't let him in, and then jumps in his bathtub um, every year. Okay. Like, relives that scene. Okay. This movie stayed with everyone who made it, like... In a way that you rarely see. Interesting. I mean, it, you you see it in movies where like someone like someone died, <laughs> like something right. awful happened, but for none of that to happen, they don't speak. And of it's it. just the weight of what was happening and the subject matter, and and all parties involved are like, so we're gonna agree that we don't talk about this, 
That's pretty fucking crazy. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Now, do you think you can arc off this thing? No. <laughs> no, and he smiles. So, okay, if we ba- if we take uh, Sam Z. Arkov's uh, acronym for a good exploitation movie, A. Arkov, uh, A. Action. Yeah. Is there action? Uh, there's like a car like chase, they, yeah. a motorcycle chase. There's blood. But that's not like the parts that you remember. Isabella Johnny runs out in front of that truck. And it oh just, my God. I mean, it almost fucking hits yeah. her. <laughs> like, this movie is fucking crazy. Yeah, and it's weird because the way it's structured, it's like the first hour mm-hmm. is like, am I just, is this a horror movie? It's like just the marriage that's, falling yeah. apart. And then suddenly it's like, oh, the marriage is falling apart because she's fucking a Lovecraftian tentacle monster. Yeah, where'd that shit come from? Which you get to see her get fucked by it. You sure do. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert for fornication. Right. Yeah. Revolutionary. <laughs> yes. I've never seen a movie like this. <laughs> yes, there's killing. She is killing people, and he eventually hires detectives. To try and track down his wife, and she hacks them up and tosses them into a let her lover eat oratory. They end. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. Obviously, that is pretty famous fantasy. Yes, and then, yes, there's disgusting alien fornication. Yeah, it's something else. And it's weird because the sex, like the Samuel side of mm-hmm. the story, is he's in bed. With a teacher. Yeah, and she's topless, but they don't have sex. Nope, they just kind of lay next to each other. They're just like, you know, oh, and she talks about, like, feelings and emotion. Yeah. And then it it cuts to Isabella Johnny as her wife character, and she's getting plowed. By a... By a tentacle monster. Like a fake... Think think a large face hugger from Alien. Which was made by Carlo Rambaldi, who the following year would make the E.T. puppet. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's so, a little fun fact there, for you, there, friends. There you go. Oh, okay, you're, then. You're welcome for that. Yes. Um, uh, Isabella Johnny did win Best Actress at the 1981 Cam Film Festival for this movie. And she still won't speak. We didn't uh, speak of it. Yeah. And the role that Sam Neill played was, at one point, almost went to Sam Waterston of wow. Lord of Huh. I think it's... That would be very interesting. I would like to see this movie with Sam Sam Waterston. What he would bring to it. I think it would be very interesting. This is like Killing Fields era, Sam Waterston. Uh, I don't think I would watch this movie again. I don't. I just don't. Let alone with my kids. No. No. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm good. I'm going to say, you will never watch this movie with your children. Nope. Negative. I feel like you will, at some point watch this movie again so i take it that our theme this month is um alien sex is that essentially what this is yes next week is extra no it's we're we're still doing lovecraft okay it's still lovecraft um i didn't want to i that was the only thing i could think of yeah I, i was so leery of being like we're gonna do another month of lovecraft like inspired movies and then you would just be waiting for the Lovecraft to happen in possession. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to be a surprise of like, oh my god. Guess what, guys? It, it was a surprise. It worked. <laughs> it worked. What are we watching next week? 
Oh, no, I don't like that at all. Don't like that. So, my way, my way of apologizing for making you watch this, like, insane esoteric art horror film is is to watch something that is very straightforward structure and plot wise it's just a very direct a to b to c movie Movie. okay that you do not have to read any symbolism into what is it it is underwater from last year oh fuck i'm in for it spoiler alert it's really good okay i wonder what it's about maybe it's about being underwater it's actually an art film. It's not underwater at all. God damn it. No, it's underwater. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. In possession fucking rules. Not. <laughs>